This is Melbourne calling. Welcome to Granny Bingo Wireless. They were isolated before it was cool. Toodle pip. Hey, hey, come over here, go over there. Don't be scared now, yeah. Lift up your head, hold out your hand, pull up your pants now. Why did you pull down your pants? We only just met, but that's why I like you. People connecting, grandma's laughing, nostalgia and ethnic dancing. And that was uh, a lovely old song called Unforgettable. Unforgettable in every way. And that was by... Um, Nat King Cole. It was. Sorry, I couldn't remember. Nat King Cole. <laughs> Nat King Cole, that's it. Hello, everybody, and uh, welcome to Granny Bingo Wireless. I am one of your hosts for this evening, uh, Edith Vale, and I'm joined by my best friend in the entire world. She is the salt of the earth, this woman. I wouldn't be here without her today. Her name is Ms. Maureen McGillicuddy. Uh, thank you, Edie, and uh, I think the listeners will probably know me best as the person that invented delivery food. Yes. I, I said to one of my friends... Uh, I'm happy to go up the shops, love. Because when we were younger, when Chinese people first came to Australia, they'd open Chinese restaurants. This is in the 50s and 60s. And uh, you'd take your own pot and pan to the Chinese restaurant. And you they'd did? put the dinner in your pot, put the lid on, and you'd walk it home. Well, I said, well, what if I drive it to someone's house? And that's when it started. Uber Eats was my idea. And, of course, we are also joined by the winner of the Women's Weekly 1997 Ugliest Woman in Australia, Caroline Springs. Hello, Caroline. How are you over there, love? (laughs) That was a good issue. I I, I think I should try and dig that issue of the Women's Weekly out because there was a bit of criticism, I remember, in the mid-'90s. And it was all around when uh, Princess Diana died. They said, all oh, the tabloid media, just focus on looks and beauty, you know, and all that. And I thought, oh, you know, such a shame. And so the Women's Weekly, they came out with a, a new competition as opposed to, you know, the most beautiful mum. They found, well, let's find the ugliest woman. And it only ran for one year because they printed Caroline on the cover of that magazine. No one bought an issue, not a single one. So that that's Kaz. That's the three of us. Hey, we're the three musketeers. You know. Yes. <laughs> what are you What are you What are you doing on your computer, love? Sorry, I'm just I'm trying to pay attention. It's probably not the best week to be doing a podcast. I've got got a few official duties that have popped up from the the Country Ladies Association. I'm, oh yes, of I'm course. Many this. people will know that we are part of a, a little club. Mm called the Country Ladies Association, a little social club, I guess you'd call it, for older mm. older Australian women. What, what is, what, what's what been happening, love? What's wrong? Oh, no, I probably can't talk about it publicly at the moment. Just gonna, Hang on, let me just send this email. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Sorry, Edith. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I've had a lot of difficulty this week with branch stacking. Ah, yes. A lot of our listeners will have um, uh, seen on the news that mm. the, there's, this has been happening in the state of Victoria lately, mm. uh, branch mm. stacking. Uh, mm. And I, I think I know what you're talking about, Maureen. There was an incident last year. The Country Ladies Association were asked to run the local brownies uh, camp. Brownies is, you know, little mm. girls. It's like scouts for little girls. And uh, we, we took the girls out camping. 
camping and um, Caroline was in charge of building the campfire uh, that that evening and uh, that first night we were there and the girls had their, their little marshmallows on a stick ready to sing their campfire songs and, and uh, well, Caroline was going around collecting all the dead wood that had fallen off the gum trees, uh, all the branches that had fallen off <sighs> and she stacked them up really high, no. uh, branch stacking, no. and she set fire to them and the the tower came toppling down. Oh, that's not that's horrific. not what this is. That's not, that's not the, what this is. The legal case that we're no no no. Well, no, for anyone listening, we that. are um, holding a survivors fundraiser bake sale uh, this weekend. Mm. Skin grafts cost a lot of money. Let oh, me say tons. that. Uh, what what are you talking about, Sorilla? No, 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 no. That that was uh, had a resolution passed twelve months ago about that one. That's not what this brand staking is. This one is unfortunately a break from the ranks internally. Um, I'm the president. Of, I don't want to explain the whole thing. I'm the president of the Melbourne City sub-branch of the Country Ladies Association. And there is a Melbourne City West sub-branch yes. whose president is Eileen Thompson. Yes. And the woman is pure evil. She has she's plagued every second of my life, and she's a Protestant. It's shocking, and uh, and she has she's been trying to steal members from the Melbourne City sub branch. Mm. I mean, there it's where they live. You shouldn't be trying to to win votes across to your membership and bring memberships across. And I know for a fact that she has been writing people's names down on that list and lying. And signing their names and paying for their own memberships as well. What's her What's her end game, love? What What's she trying to get? Oh, she's created a new type of jam. A new type of jam, really. She wants to play with 150-year-old approved yeah. Country Ladies Association jam recipe. Really? Yeah. 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 Oh, what a cow! You know. You know. Ask anyone on the street. Go on the street and ask them. Say, what kind of jam do you like? And what will they say? Strawberry. Strawberry, raspberry. Yes. Uh, maybe some people might marmalade or something. If they're feeling exotic, yes. All old Eileen Thompson cares about, and I can tell you this for a fact, that she has a personal stake in this one because her husband's brother's wife's son has recently just bought a peach farm in Derry Nellum. Ah. And all of a sudden, she's pushing for the official CLA jam to be peach jam. And I was not born yesterday. I did not come down in the last shower, Eileen Thompson. It's really taken a lot of my time this week. It's, it's, oh, I'm it's, sorry uh, to hear that, love. I'm glad you've been able to make time uh, for this episode. Um, it has been a bit of a hectic time here. In our bunker, listeners, if this is your first time listening... We are in a COVID-safe bunker underneath a nursing home that we live in. Um, of course, you've been busy doing that. I've been uh, quite bored because Caroline has been busy as a bee as well. We've had ASIO round here every other day, which is the Australian Security Information Organisation. They're the cops that look after, you know, all, all the cyber crime. Hope and they stuff. weren't looking for intelligence here. <laughs> What a waste of a flight. Well, they were here asking for Caroline Goebbels. Uh, oh. And, of course, I, it didn't click in my mind at the time. No, I said, no, no, there's no Caroline Goebbels here. You've got the wrong address. I forgot that that is Caroline's maiden name. Mm. Uh, Caroline mm. Springs here, that's her maiden name. Well, Caroline's been locked up in the computer labs here at the nursing home mm. uh, for the last couple of weeks. 
I didn't realise she's actually been trying to hack into the federal government's... Uh, Is that you know, right? Yes, into all these federal government organisations, hard drives I and things. I saw this on the news. I said to her, what yeah. are you doing? Well, you know what it is. It's innocent. ASIO seemed to think it's an attack from China or something oh, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. No, it's actually no. a lot more innocent. It's love. She's she's doing it for love. You know that Caroline has always had a crush on Josh Frydenberg, oh, the federal treasurer of Australia. She always loves a man with a face like a slapped bum. Oh, she's always been attracted to men who are in power and are balding but still have a little bit of hair on the sides. Yes, with a permanently furrowed forehead. That that really mm. gets her knickers busy. Loves it. <laughs> well, yeah. she's always been in love with him and she's been trying to hack the government database to find his address so that she can go and stand in the garden and play love songs for him, which I think is actually quite romantic. I think it's sweet. It's nice to see her showing affection for someone. Well, uh, listen, love, good to catch up, but we should probably get this episode started, shouldn't we? We've been going for ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> we always do that. We are such gas bags, aren't we? We're crazy chicks. Oh yes, we just natter, get natter, us natter. together. You, you, you. We could go for hours. <laughs> and uh, let me take, just before we do, I just wanted to explain how the power for the tram system is connected, and uh, how trams are powered from one central point. Have you got a spare thirty-five oh, minutes? To listen, four hours we might do that, that for our uh, Patreons or something like that. We oh, might save that for, some, yeah, for another right, time. Okay, that. Um, but now it's time for a word from one of our sponsors. Tone Deaf Productions brings you the perfect gift for that uncle that ruins every family function. I'm not racist, but a DVD compilation of Chris Lilly's most hilariously racist characters. You'll love this outdated chuckle fest as the chameleon of comedy transforms into a veritable rainbow of brown, black and yellow to shine a spotlight on his own barely sublimated racism. Lock the doors, close the blinds and secretly enjoy the stereotypical antics of classic characters like Jonah from Tonga, blackface rapper S Mouse and eat your heart out Mickey Rooney in Breakfast at Tiffany's Ricky Wong. There's a whole host of previously unreleased footage and characters, including Carl Blackface, the welfare cheat, Jimmy the Jew, and elderly Asian woman driving badly and angrily waving a big spoon. With a relevant DVD commentary from Sam Newman and Carrie ann Kennelly, this is a DVD collection no anti-Sorry Day protester will want to miss. I'm not racist, but a compilation. Available now from where all good self-delusion is sold. All right, well, time for our first segment uh, of this episode. What have we got on the run sheet, Lowe? Oh, this is a really exciting... This was very popular last week. Oh, uh, yes. Caroline has... She's not really, uh, from a de- developmental standpoint, hasn't progressed much, probably in the last sort of 70 years. She's, she finished school... And then she sort of went a bit uh, steady, steadily, you know, nowhere. And she loves the television. A lot of women of our generation used to, uh, we'd be housewives, we were on home duties, and they introduced in 1956, introduced the television. And pretty much since then, women of our generation have just sat in front of the TV like complete vegetables. Well, Caroline right. spends her whole life largely as a vegetable. Yes, and there's nothing, there's nothing to be ashamed about in that respect. The Queen Mother spent the last 40 years of her life doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. With a crown on her head. Mm. <laughs> uh, so we've got, uh, we've got Caroline's 
Channel Surfing, which was a huge hit last week. Yes, this is just a segment where Caroline sits in front of the TV with the remote control, surfing through various channels, and you get to listen to it. She was begging, she was begging for something to do in our podcast. Would you like me to pour you a a wine or something, Edith? Oh, that'd be lovely, thank you, Mm. darling. Give me a glass here. Just sparkling wine. Yum, yum, yum. (laughs) Here we go. Here's the second instalment of Channel Surfing with Caroline Springs. Hang ten. Nally, dude. Cowabunga. Drop ten. Tubular. Sandrash. This is Channel Surfing with Caroline Springs. Dude. Dude. By the time Philip was 10, his mother, Princess Al... Yeah, what, what do you reckon you would eat or, or give to each other when to he celebrate? Came uh, the tradition would be like a chocolate or like some kind large part because of obvious reasons queer and marginalized but it is four hundred thousand pounds over your budget oh well that's uh, that's completely fine we'll just have to scrimp and save somewhere else <laughs> my wife uh, may have to sell a few artworks yes the view of the tents from the library is too good to pass up Unrealistic stories about British baby boomers buying second homes in the countryside not doing it for you? Us either. A new generation of rural real estate reality lifestyle TV shows is about to begin. This is Hideaway in the Country. We're looking for a home with doors and a place to park my bike. That's right, and I need a little garden because I like to grow carrots. They're real people with real budgets. Uh, All up, uh, we have a budget of £100,000 to find our dream home. I know it it won't get us much, but uh, it's a roof over our heads and that's all that matters. They're following their dreams by leaving the hustle and bustle behind. I have a passion for repairing fences and uh, I I like to be near water. I like to run around the paddocks with my buzzies out and to sit in the big smelly cow pads that are in the fields and get cow poo up my bum. Pursuing passion projects and spending more time with their friends and family. I don't mind uh, going down to the pub on the weekends for a punt and a point. While he's gone, I host swingers parties with the people I meet at the dentists. Uh, at, my, at my parties, the less teeth they have, the better. It always starts with a human centipede ritual. But will they find their dream hideaway, or will the dream hide away from them? Some space for a few chickens would be good. I also like rogering chickens. That's Real Hideaway in the Country, 7pm tonight on the Lifestyle Channel. Oh, well, thanks for that, Kaz. Well done, love. Another fascinating episode of channel surfing with Caroline Springs. I was really worried for a little while there that uh, we'd you know, run out of things to watch during ISO uh, because I watched all of Netflix and uh, I've watched the uh, uh, Stan, mm-hmm. which is the uh, Paul's Drag Race. 
Mm-hmm. And I've watched Amazons. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've watched all the Channel 9. The only show I watch now is MasterChef. Oh, I love that one. Oh, you love it. It's good because it goes for nine months of the year. And uh, occasionally you're watching it. And I'm sure everyone at home will know this. When you're watching it, all of a sudden, there's a person on there, a contestant, that you've never seen before. Yeah. They apparently have been there the whole time, but you've never actually noticed, uh, which is a problem for me. And speaking of problems, should we solve some other people's problems? Yes, let's. Uh, it's time for our favourite segment of the podcast, Agony Grands, where people mm. can write into us via our social media and uh, let us know about some issues they're having in the home, and we give them a little word of advice from their lovely nanas. Here we go. I've, I've got the pie. Here, uh, do you want to do you want to read the first one? Yes, give it to me. Here, Here we go. go. <clears throat> ah, uh, dear Agony Grands, uh, my husband and I are retired. Oh, lucky for some. <laughs> I tried to retire once, and I just felt I was a huge burden on society. But anyway, uh, have worked very hard uh, to own our own house. Uh, We also own two investment properties which we rent out. One of them have been paying only half their rent for some months now, citing the COVID-19 crisis, and we're worried the family in the other house will stop paying the full amount shortly. Any advice on how we can ensure we're receiving all the monies that we are owed? That's from Leanne in Sandringham, Victoria. Oh, Leanne, you poor thing. Mm. Dreadful, isn't it, love? That would be really tough to manage yeah. through because you had, I would imagine, an early retirement thanks to the properties that you've owned. So mm. oh, that's tough. It's really tough. I mean, I feel for you, Leanne. I really do. People like you are the people that are the true battlers in this COVID-19 mm. crisis. Mm. You poor thing, you know. You've bought your three houses. Rightfully so. You know, you bought them when they were cheap. They've gained value over time. That is your right to rent them out at an extortionate rate. And you should be able to expect that you can do that for the rest of your unnaturally long life that yes. you have thanks to the private health insurance that you can afford due to the rent that you're collecting from the people living in these houses. I mean, I think the government really need to do something for people like yourself. Uh, You know, this $25,000 that they're giving you for their extension is not enough. Uh, I think they really need to be uh, demanding that these vermin living in your house are paying all of that money. Mm. I I look at your letter, you know, you're saying the the family in the other house, I assume there's a family in the first house. You've got to make an example of them. Kick them out on the street, Leanne. There's nothing that's going to scare that family in the second house more than seeing, uh, you know, a young mother and her baby and her husband out on the street with the pram sleeping under a tree. And I think that's what you've really got to do. And if you can't kick them out physically if they refuse to leave if they threaten to get the ombudsman set fire to the place love they'll get out yeah. quick smart if you set fire to the place that's right that's right and you've got insurance you'd have insurance you would so yes. the fire would be no problem and blame the fire on them and have them put in jail to make sure they never do it to another hard-working uh, aussie baby boomer ever again no and you know what not only will they you know someone else will see them living on the street and they'll spread the word and therefore no one will ever rip off another baby boomer that's really good advice i'm really sorry that this has happened to you leanne we might try and organize a 
fundraiser for you or something at the Country mm. Ladies Association. Actually, what we might do is ask some of those out-of-work comedians and performers who, you know, raised all that money for us during the bushfires, who aren't getting a cent from the federal government. We might ask mm. them if they can come down and perform for free so we can raise a little bit of money right. for you, right. uh, Leanne, to help you out with your problem there. That's really dreadful. I'm sorry to hear it, love. Oh, well, best of luck, Leanne. And you know what? There are plenty of fish in the sea. If, you know, if there's a group of students who are trying to make a go of their lives renting one of your properties, there are going to be other students willing to rent that property. So keep at it, girlfriend. Keep at it. All right. Uh, let's see. Would you like me to read this one? Yes, yes, you read this one. Uh, read that one. Read that. There we are. Uh, my husband is a very successful businessman. Okay. Uh, but he seems to be spending more and more time on his computer mm. and less with me. Oh, my God, I, I yes. feel you. That's why I don't let my grandchildren come over anymore. Square eyes, they all have. Uh, I don't want to nag, and I know he works hard to provide for the family, but I do wish he would spend a bit more quality time with us. Any tips on helping him get the work-life balance right? That's from Rhiannon in Mandura. Well, you, if you're not getting work-life balance in Mandura, I don't know where you're going to get it. I'm sorry that this kind of uh, communication breakdown... That's a communication breakdown, isn't it? It is a communication, yes. Rhiannon. Yeah. Or he's fallen out of love with her, maybe. It is possible, it is possible. I'm mm. thinking something very similar myself, mm. Maureen. I would say mm. most likely he is sitting in his room watching porn. And I would say lots of it, Rhiannon. If he's in there that much, I would say he is watching lots and lots of porn and hardcore too. Because once they've been on there for a while, they run out of the vanilla stuff. It doesn't work anymore. They can't get, you know, aroused, aren't you? Yes, that's right. So they start getting into some really weird stuff. And I'm talking really weird stuff. I'm talking like old lady rubs Vegemite sandwich on beef. Whilst octopus hangs the washing in yeah. background, you know it's yeah. really, really weird. Yeah. Stuff. I actually had something very similar happen to me, Edith. I think I can relate here. I got into the crazy stuff. I bought a new sewing machine, and it had eighty-six different patterns on it. Like automatically did it. It was so hot. I used it all the time, and then I got over the eighty-six. And they just don't even make sewing machines with more than eighty-six different automatic patterns on it. I had to go into rehab. I was that addicted into the crazy stuff. I couldn't get a fill. I couldn't get the hit. This is the problem, Rhiannon. You know, he, to put it in the way that Maureen's put it, he has finished the 86 patterns on the Janami. You're the old Janami, you know. He's found a brand new singer online that'll do whatever the bloody hell he wants. See, you've got to spice it up a little bit, love. I recommend going down to a sex shop and I recommend getting some really weird, kinky stuff. You know, we're Mm. talking, let's get a 12-foot strap on, let's get some, you know, clamps, let's get some stuff. A butt plug with a tail in it. Yes, that's right. And surprise mm. him, love. I think perhaps, oh, your child's christening, you know, walk into the church wearing that. Walk into his office, you know, strap on hanging down, ready to go, yeah. neighing on all fours. You know, do it at his mother's funeral. Jump out of the coffin and swing your titties round, love. Yes, you know what to do? You want to really catch him off guard. Sit in the back seat of his car and jump out of the back seat while he's driving to work. Something like that. Yeah, go to go to IKEA and put a put a fire firecracker up your arsehole and set it on fire, or you know, you know, that's surprising yes. to men. 
that surprises them. I hope that helps your marriage, Rhiannon. I think it will. I think that really should solve a few problems. Honestly, if, it, if that doesn't fix it, you may as well call it quits. And now the marriage. All right. Shall I read this final one? Please. Please. All right, here we go. <clears throat> uh, hello, ladies. Busy mum here. Mm-hmm. Always looking for tips around the house. Mm-hmm. Any tips on removing difficult stains? Uh, that's from Maddie in Depot Hill, Queensland. I hope Maddie isn't one of the tenants of Leanne before because we might have added her that they've left a stain in the carpet. Yes, that's the last thing poor, poor Leanne needs. Yes. She's been through so much. Been through so much. Oh, well, well, I've always I've said this many years ago. Uh, eucalyptus oil gets rid of everything. Very good. Uh, yeah, that's that's generally what I use. Sometimes I might have a, uh, dropped a bit of uh, pasta sauce or some gravy in my carpet, and I put eucalyptus oil on top of it and a bit of a little bit of a scrub, and it comes out. Sometimes I stain my undies, uh, the back the back part of my undies, and the stain can spread terribly because it's it's largely liquid. And I just put that on and it goes up my back. And sometimes it can stain, depending on what's in, coming out, it can stain my skin as well. It, it runs down my legs and sort of splatters up my back. And that leaves a terrible stain sometimes, depending on what you've got. Stomach juices can do that. And so I use eucalyptus oil for that. So I haven't come up against a challenge yet that eucalyptus oil doesn't fix. I don't know if you've got something else, Eda? I mean, look, Maureen, I'm looking at this letter and uh, it makes me wonder why we do this podcast. You know, if if these are the kind of people that are listening to this podcast, I don't know if I want to be creating entertainment for them. Uh, You know, there's barely any grammar or punctuation in this letter. Uh, Busy mum here, always looking for tips around the house. Any tips on removing difficult stains? You know, if you were a good mother, Maddie, there wouldn't be any stains in the in the first place. I do notice, Maddie, that you omit what kind of stains you are trying to clean. I imagine we're thinking sort of uh, down the red wine path. A boozy mother in a place like Depot Hill would stand out like a sore thumb, Maddie. I'm assuming that you are the talk of the town in Depot Hill in Queensland. Um, you know, I'm, I'm uh, who knows? A busy mum, how busy can you really be? I raised nine children. I was never that busy, you know, so if you're so busy, perhaps you're doing it without a husband, which makes me think that perhaps there are various men visiting your uh, residence in Depot Hill, Maddie, and that makes me think that perhaps there are some bodily fluid stains uh, that you are trying to scrub out. I, 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 I think that the real question here, Maddie, is why you have children, why you've been allowed to keep children, and why the government has not come to inspect your house in Depot Hill, Maddie, uh, to take your children away from you, I have to say. Uh, uh, quite frankly, I think you've got bigger problems than, uh, you know, some red wine rims on your bed sheets. Fair enough, too. Fair enough. Well, that's that's another week of Edith finding a alcoholic, drug-addled, terrible mum. That mm. seems to be one every week, so uh, keep them coming. You can send us a message via social media. It's at Granny Bingo on Instagram, and you can search for us on Facebook as well. Edith Vale. And Maureen McGillicuddy, M-C-G-I-L-L-I-C-U-D-D-Y. And uh, you can find us on there and send us a little message 
there because we'd love to hear from you and love to help you. And uh, you've all been witness to this, listening to this episode, that we can help people in need, like Leanne in Sandringham. I think the advice we gave her is going to be life-changing. She'll be back on a cruise ship before you know it. And now a word from one of our sponsors. For nearly 70 years, television has been at the heart of every Australian home. Good evening and welcome to television. As families, couples and energetic, attractive young singles settle in for the night, where do you think they turn their attention? The telly. It's been an integral part of all of our lives for as long as we can remember. That's why television should be your number one choice when considering where to advertise, to help grow your business and connect with more customers. Television audience numbers are at an all-time high thanks to the isolation requirements of COVID-19 and these numbers are going to stay high for the foreseeable future, making television advertising the most effective advertising platform in the entire universe. We'll partner with you to create a bespoke and effective advertising strategy to suit your business. Advertising on TV will help you get more customers. And then you'll have more money. More money will mean that you are rich. And rich people are powerful. And they are respected by everyone. People that are rich, powerful and respected have no problems at all. So choose television advertising. Please, 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 we were so close to making a comeback. People were watching, people were finally watching. We were relevant. Free-to-air TV was relevant and we were making money. It was like the old days. People were still watching Netflix. They were still doing that. They were on the internet, but they were watching free-to-air TV. And we just got so excited. We could we could afford things. We we could afford other types of tea in the staff kitchen. We had green tea. We had Russian caravan TV. Please advertise with us, please. Even a couple of hundred bucks. Couple of hundred bucks. Five hundred dollars. Actually, okay, all right. Think of this. Five hundred dollars um, would literally get you a spot in the middle of MasterChef every night for a week. And, uh, and we'll send you a Channel 9, cha- we'll send you two Channel 9 pens, and not the clicky, shitty ones, the good ones, like the, the ones that don't break, you know, two of them, we'll send you two pens, and you're going to have 60 seconds during MasterChef, um, and, uh, and, and we'll throw in uh, two 60-second slots in Big Brother. Oh, actually, don't worry about that. Um, the Block, two 60-second ad slots during the Block, Grand Finale. And MasterChef and two pens for $500. Yeah. Anyway, call, if you like that idea, actually call, call us. Yeah, okay, good. Um, uh, uh, television, the home of Eddie Maguire. Huge thank you to our sponsors as well. You are listening to Granny Bingo Wireless, Australia's number one. Ra- ra- well, it's not really radio, is it? It's just... It's just us doing something silly and putting it on the internet. 
It's definitely not number one either. I don't know. No, it's dwindling far from number one. Anyway, anyway, one of the things that's kept us relevant and cool is our celebrity connections. We've got so many celebrity friends and they all love us and we bring them to Granny Bingo and have them on. And... What's really cool is that we've got we've we've maxed out, dude. We have maxed out on our celebrity friend status, and we've got one of the best actors in the world. No, not Harold from Neighbours, Maggie Smith. Maggie, she's Smith. one of our mates now, isn't she? She texts me all the time. Yes, yes. She got in touch with us because she wanted to uh, raise her profile as a writer, uh, and we have a similar audience base to her, which is just mm-hmm. old women and gay men. Uh, yes. So she she asked if she could come on our podcast. She's done a, a few bits and pieces of her uh, erotic fan fiction uh, that she likes to read out herself, so she's back again for another segment. Shall we play the tape she sent us, love? Hit it. Good afternoon. I'm living legend Dame Maggie Smith. I sincerely hope that you've made it through isolation unscathed, unless you're in America, in which case, good luck with that. Welcome to another reading of my own fiction, what I wrote with a pen. Let us begin. Captain James T. Kirk of the USS Enterprise stood before the sexy green tentacled alien, his phaser firm and ready to fire in his pants. The alien, played by famous actor Dame Maggie Smith, languidly waved an appendage at him. Captain, the alien purred, I am a throbite from the planet Throb, deep in the Pump Me Nebula. Captain Kirk raised an eyebrow, for throbites were known throughout the galaxy for being sexually insatiable and for having eight vaginas. He simply could not resist her. He pulled his phaser from his pants. Ooh! That's a stunner, murmured the green creature. His phaser wasn't long, but it was thick, with a gentle curve slightly to the left. What was most remarkable was how shiny its end was, as if it had been highly polished. It glistened seductively in the alien sunlight. Sexy green throbite, said Captain Kirk. I know you have eight vaginas, but tonight I'd like us to visit Uranus. The throbite shuddered in ecstatic anticipation. Oh yes, Captain, it moaned as it draped itself across a rock and exposed its black hole. Enterprise me open. And we'll leave it there. I'd like to express my appreciation to all of you who inquired about my carpet burn. It's healing nicely, thank you. Until next time, cheerio. This is your man, Flo Rida. Hey, what's happening? You missing the home implies, man. Hey, yo, what's poppin', man? It's your boy, Bow Easy, man. Check it out. <laughs> Granny Bingo, wireless. We'll meet again. Don't know where. Don't know when. Oh, sorry, I'm... I get sad when we get to the end of an episode, and also Vera Lynn died. This Vera week. Lynn's Just dead. I know. Sad. 
I read in the newspaper that she galvanised Britain during the war. She and if did. I knew what galvanised meant, I would agree with that. Well, I'm if you look at the royal family, the, I think the expression on, on Princess Anne and, and most of the royal family's faces is galvanised. Galvanised. I get yes. it right. Oh, she definitely did that with her beautiful voice. Beautiful voice. Now, we are at the end of this episode, quite sadly. And, of course, Maureen, we've got some sad news for our listeners. We're having a little break after this episode. Uh, We are going on a Kentucky tour of the state of Victoria for two Mm. weeks. So we will have the next two weeks off the podcast. We're on a... uh, I know that my granddaughter went uh, to Croatia on a sail Croatia, it was called. We're doing sail Shepparton. Yes. On the lake there, as you're driving to Shepherd on the left, they've got someone's put a sailboat in there, and we're going to spend a week on there doing nangs. I can't nangs. wait. I can't wait. Can't yeah. wait. Can't wait. <laughs> of course, while we're gone, we would love so, so much, listeners, if you could do this for us. If you could rate this podcast, give it a five star rating, and even a little review saying, "Oh, I love listening to my nannies or something like that. Yeah. It really helps us out to create more episodes. If the more people are listening to it, and the better the rating it gets, the more people that will listen to it. Uh, and of course, you could also share it on your social media. Say, "Oh, everyone, go and listen to my favourite yeah. nannies. They're yeah. so funny." <laughs> <laughs> we're not Studio Ten, you know. We're, we we're not satisfied doing a show to no one. So we, we love having you people listen. We'd love to have your friends and family along for the ride too because it's a party here every week at Granny Bingo Wireless. Anyway, we're taking two weeks off the party and getting pissed in the country. <laughs> Can't wait. Of course, make sure you tune in to our first episode when we are back in a few weeks uh, where we'll be telling you how to separate your egg yolks. I'll finally get to explain how electricity is delivered to the tram network. And we'll be telling you who was really behind 9-11. But until then, kiddies, remember, if you don't love yourself, how in the hell are you going to love somebody else? Can I get an amen oh, in here? Nice. It's beautiful, isn't it? I was thinking of using it. Did you write that? I did. I thought of it this morning when I was in the shower. You should embroider that or something. That's very Well, lovely. I sit down in the shower. Okay, bye. Hello, okay, kiddies. Bye. See you, everyone. was in charge of the um, the, the campfire where the mm. girls oh mm. they had their little marshmallows it was so cute <laughs> so and they cute, all gathered they? around and Caroline got all the the dried uh, branches from the forest and she stacked them up really high in the in the fire mm. and uh, that was the branch stacking yes. but unfortunately <laughs> she set, set fire to I think we are, I think we've really run out of ideas now <laughs> <laughs> it's branch stacking that's funny yes <laughs> it might be funny to Three-year-old. <laughs> we could probably. I was very proud of that idea. Right, well, we'll use it, but we'll do something better as well. It's probably good we're having a two-week break. Aye, aye, aye. All right. <clears throat>